You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And welcome back to the show, Landon McCool. You can find him. You can find him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. It just wasn't the same yesterday without you, Landon. I have to say that. How are you doing today, sir? Good. Well, I mean, it's not like I took off and was is gone. It's just uh, <laughs> you, you couldn't reach me. Yeah, so, that, uh, that, that dang snow up here in uh, in the EP. I, I don't know why we get so much of it. Maybe it's because well, we live. You with the snow and me fire. with the fires, huh? So yeah. It's, I guess. We yeah. Just gotta... Exactly. Fire and ice, right. man. If that doesn't describe our whole <laughs> exactly. dynamic, I don't know what I don't know what does. So. Heat miser and snow miser, something like that. Uh, something um, like that. Coming up on today's show, Landon and I preview the Cowboys' upcoming game against the Oakland Raiders. We talk about some of the more intriguing matchups, players to watch, and of course, the ever famous predictions at the end of the show. The most important part of the show. We will get to that in a little bit. But let's go ahead the and... people turn, turn in. You know, it's, they, they turn in for our predictions. That's the yeah, only I, reason, right? Listen, Marcus? guys, I don't care. You can, you can download and then just fast forward to that, like, 27-minute mark. I promise you're, you're probably not missing anything too interesting. <laughs> uh, that's the way to sell the show, right? Yeah, good job. All right. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So today, let's go ahead and start with some of the practice notes from the last couple of days and the injuries. Uh, we'll start with the Cowboys. Bryce Butler did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. I think it's pretty safe to assume he's probably not going to play in this matchup against his former team. Lyle Collins participated on Thursday. I'm assuming he's playing. Collins is playing. Durant practiced fully on Thursday. He's going to play. Hannah returned. Sean Lee is going to practice. Still no Orlando Skandrick. Uh, still no David Irving. Any quick thoughts on Skandrick, Irving, and Butler missing practice? I, I mean, I, I would, we'd have to assume that those three guys are probably out, correct? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any kind of special insight there, so not really. I mean, I'm assuming it sounds like they're not playing, so I, I mean, I can't imagine that they are. Um, you know, Irving's in the, the concussion protocol, so I, I mean, I guess... Y- there, I guess he's I, the I only one that could play. Probably, clear, yeah, he, he has the possibility. The I guess he one. could clear on Friday, and then if they determine that you know that he uh, didn't need to necessarily practice in order to play, there's a possibility he could play. But I, I certainly am not counting on him at this point. As for the Raiders, they have a bunch of guys that missed practice or were limited. David Amerson, their cornerback, was downgraded to did not practice on Thursday. I would be shocked if he played. Uh, their safety, Obi Melifonwu, who is kind of doubling as a cornerback right now, he did not practice the last two days. I, I can assume that he is out. Amari Cooper has not practiced either. He is out. Really quickly, I, just kind of looking at my notes from watching the Raiders this week, and then you kind of pair that with the, the Raiders practice report. This is a team that is really banged up, and if you this, uh, if you wanted to face the Raiders at any point in the season, this is the point that you want to get them at because uh, obviously they're not playing with a ton of confidence right right now. They're really banged up, and on defense especially, and we're going to start here. That's a very slow unit. You just look at the way they play. They don't have guys rallying to the ball. They don't have a ton of team speed. It's an older uh, group, especially. Uh, on the back seven with their cornerbacks and uh, their linebackers. Reggie Nelson, their safety, can't run anymore. Sean Smith, one of their outside cornerbacks, is terrible. Uh, He's just so slow. Um, 
Navarro Bowman is a good player, but again, he just doesn't have the speed. So how can the Cowboys take advantage of that lack of speed on the Raiders' defense this week? Well, I mean, I think that there's a couple of different ways that they could take advantage of of the speed uh, in the pass and the run game. But, I mean, beyond just being slow, I mean, I think that they just – they're missing a, a dearth of talent too. I mean, I think that that's going to be a hu- huge part of it as well. And, and I think – you know, this this Raiders game, if you look at the details of it, is exactly – I mean, this is the test case for why you really cannot predict these games in the beginning of the season. And and for multiples, multiple reasons. Because, you know, if you were to tell me that the 2017 Raiders were going to turn out to play the way that they've played this season, I wouldn't – I mean, I think almost anyone would have, would have argued that this would have been the toughest games that the Cowboys had to play. You know, playing in Oakland against Oakland, a, a, you know, a team that was... On Sunday night? Yeah, I mean, on Sunday night football. So I, I just, I think, you know, so I just wanted to get that part out of the way. Back to exploiting the defense. I, I think, you know, the speed element of it can, can be obviously exploited in the passing game. They're going to have some issues, you know, matching up with the Cowboys uh, receivers uh, just in a man-to-man situation once you line them up because of the 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 hits their depth have taken, um, but like I said, not even just beyond that. Like you know, in the run game, in in a ta- from a talent perspective, I feel like they are going to uh, you know be a little bit overmatched because I think you're also thinking about they're going to probably miss Mario Edwards, who's one of their um, defensive ends there, and I think you know with the Cowboys. They're going to want to run the ball. I think. I mean, that's that. I think that that's what they figured out. We discussed this that running the ball, no matter who you've got back there. Well, I mean, it matters who you have back there. But I think, regardless of who you got back there, your your formula for the Cowboys' offense is to run the ball, and then the to base the rest of the the attack off of that. So, I think that the way you you take advantage of the speed in the run game is you run the 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 you know the toss outside the you get to the perimeter you run the wide zone absolutely um, you, yep. you know you, you you make these make these linebackers run to the football you know and i think that what what it is is that you know you, you may say well look they're they're running a 3-4 aren't they going to have more linebacker bodies to to run to the football and i think the difference is is that yeah, Navarro Bowman is a you know has been a fantastic linebacker in this league for a long time, but his legs are not what they used to be. And what does that mean? It means that a young Zach Martin uh, may be able to make the, the spot at the same time as Navarro Bowman, and that's not a good thing for a linebacker because uh, you're really your only hope as a linebacker is to beat the the lineman to the spot, um, especially when you're talking about a guy like Zach Martin. So I think that you know what that means is the Cowboys are going to be able to run these guys left and right and get them running ragged. Um, you know they they have another one of their linebackers who's out, so they're they're starting a, a rookie. I'm I'm pretty sure at the other inside linebacker spot. Um, so you know he's gonna have some legs, but I I feel like you know, I'll take I'll take his legs and inexperience all, all day and every day. So I I think that really yeah I mean despite the the, the slowness on the back end, you've got some guys on the on the outside who can rush the passer, and so it just lines up great to run the football on the edge at them. Make the guys in the middle, the slow guys in the middle, run, uh, you know, sideline to sideline to take advantage of their, you know, slow feet, 
uh, and I think it just kind of lines up qu- uh, well with what you want to do anyways, and it just makes a lot of sense to attack them in that way. All right, I want to talk a little bit about Lyle Collins uh, against Khalil Mack, but before we do that, let me tell you guys about Draft.com. Fantasy football fans, listen up. It's not too late to join the 500,000 people that have already downloaded Draft this season. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but you're done in under five minutes, and they last for just one week. You can join one right now for week 15. The best part, play for cold, hard cash, and get this. Your chances of of winning are at 80% better than on the salary cap sites. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft where you make your first deposit but you have to use the promo code LONFL. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using the promo code LONFL. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it. They're even offering listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code LONFL. All right. So the big matchup that I'm going to be watching for this week is Lyle Collins against Khalil Mack. Uh, Mac is by far their best defender on the, the team. He's really the only player in that defense that can generate any sort of pass rush. Uh, they have Bruce Irving, who they who they rush pretty frequently, but I, I don't expect Tyron Smith to struggle with him at all. In fact, I think that's a guy that you can abuse in the run game. But I am a little bit nervous about Khalil Mack. What can the Cowboys do to neutralize Mack in this game? Well, I mean, again, I, I think that running the ball at him is going to help. I think that, uh, you know, Beating him up that way, um, make him think you know twice about it, you know coming off the ball so hard. Um, uh, I think all of those things are you know will help you, and because he you know look, Khalil Mack is one of the best players in football. I mean he's one of the best athletes, period. And I think that he's a guy that you know he's hasn't had maybe the kind of season that uh, that he probably hoped for. I think he's at. Like seven and a half sacks, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. He's still um, so disruptive, though. I mean, he absolutely, is a force. no, 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 absolutely. I, I, and I think he's he's definitely one of those guys who, um, you know, at seven and a half sacks, he's he's going under the radar for how good he is. Like, you know, sure. like he's 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 a guy who normally probably at this time of the year has you know 13, 14, 15 sacks, leading the league in sacks. So, um, you know, the Cowboys definitely need to be on their 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 toes with him and be, be aware of where he is at all times. I again, think that running the ball at him, you know, putting Witten on that side and double teaming, uh, uh, Collins or, or double, double teaming with Collins and, or, you know, maybe just, you know, like I said, having Collins focus on get, making sure Mac is buried in the ground as the ball runs by, you know, those are the kind of things that are, I, I think will help with the past game. And, and then you can set up, you know, more play action, which kind of will give you, a little bit of an advantage, you know, because maybe Mac will hesitate a little bit in his pass rush, thinking about a play action or react to the play action. I mean, I think all these things not only are you know what you want to do in your offense, anyways, but I also think it, it kind of lines up nicely as a counter to how to slow down the pass rush of a place of a team like that. You know, the other thing about it too is that I think you know you can. Um, you know, do some more uh, quick passing stuff. Get the ball out quickly if you're gonna throw the ball. Um, try to get it out on the perimeter uh, to uh, to 
Des. I mean, there's you know, listen. You, you mentioned it before. One of the, one of the things you can take advantage of a slow defense. Slow defense is especially on the edge, and you're going against a guy like Des. You 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 might see some off coverage. So if you're going to see yes. you know these guys backing off on Des, you know, so they don't want him to run him run by, run you know, throw some smoke screens. That will eliminate the uh, the opportunity for them to pass uh, rush the passer as well. It also is a great way to get the ball out to a playmaker with the ball in his hands on the move, uh, and you know with the opportunity to pick up three four yards. I mean, even if that's only that's all he gets, that's a positive play. It's it's basically a good run play. So um, I think that those kind of things will help mitigate uh, Khalil Mack. You know, you just need to take account of him because he's. I mean, he is the playmaker in their defense. So if you're running the ball, you want to run the ball at him, not away from him, because you don't want him destroying backside pursuit. That's you know, I think I trust Lael Collins a lot, and I actually feel like Lael Collins has an advantage. Um, if you're talking about attacking, uh, uh, attacking him directly, attacking Mac directly, running the ball at him, I, I trust Leo Collins coming off the ball and bullying Mac. I, I think he can do that. Where I, I feel like most tackles in the league, not just Collins, but most tackles are going to really struggle is trying to cut that guy off from backside pursuit uh, and, and trying to you know stop him from uh, getting slipping past in the crack and, and running down a, a running back from behind. So uh, I think running the ball at him, like I said, is a, an answer, a solution to a lot of different problems. All right, one last thing on the Cowboys offense against the Raiders defense. And you mentioned before about Dez. I think this is going to have to be a Dez game. Uh, I, I mentioned how the Raiders have a bunch of defensive backs that are that are banged up. Their best cornerback is TJ Carey, and he is actually their slot cornerback as well. So maybe one of the ways that the Cowboys can to abuse some of their lack of cornerback depth is by playing in a lot of 11 personnel, get Dez matched up against uh, a Sean Smith, who, again, I'm telling you guys, he cannot run. This is a guy that you could throw the ball down the field on him. Um, I know Dez doesn't have the speed maybe that he did early in his career, but Dez can still win in the air. He can win on those deep patterns. Um, Sean Smith is not a guy that's going to take the ball away at a high rate either. Um, I I just think that's that's a matchup that the Cowboys can uh, take advantage of any quick thoughts on the Cowboys receivers against these Raiders cornerbacks? Well, yeah, I mean I, that's the other thing about them is that they are dead last in interceptions and takeaway percentage for in, in defense on They're team defense for this year. Awful. So, I mean, they are li- literally the worst team in the league on intercepting the ball. So, I would say that you know, look, play action, take the shots deep. You know, don't be afraid to use the play action to. Uh, take big swings on this team, uh, and I agree. I think that you know, get it, trying to get the ball down the field a little bit um, is going to help push these these uh, corners and safeties back. That's going to help your run game. That's going to help your ability to uh, uh, to uh, swing it out in the swing it out in the you know kind of smoke routes, the tunnel screens, the, the getting the ball on the outside near the line of scrimmage. You know, I, I think going down the field is part of this offense. I mean, going down the and that has been you know. Uh, an issue the the weeks that we struggled is that you know they 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 haven't been able to just go down the field at will against the teams that they played in the in the three game losing streak and because of that um you know the, it it made the run game difficult because the, the line of scrimmage was crow, uh, crowded and i think that the Oakland's going to have the opposite problem they're not going to be able to cover Dallas down the field uh, on their own with with the the talent they have on the outside 
and they probably aren't going to be able to stop the run. So I, I think that the Cow- the Cowboys need they need this win. So they need to play it safe. They need to uh, 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 cover for their own issues on the other side of the ball that may uh, crop up um, by by bullying this team in the run game. And then after doing that, you know the kill shots need to be the shots down the field, uh, the calculated shots down the field to the Dez or whomever, yep. because yeah, these guys, uh, you know, I, I think there's a way to win this game safely by playing your formula. Um, and it's it's going to help both the offense and the defense in the long run. Um, and I think that that's the best path to victory. I know people didn't love the way that the Cowboys are playing a close game these last few games. And a lot of it had to do with, you know, um, not being able to get fully going and not wanting to take a ton of risks on offense. But ultimately, those game plans proved you know solid because at the end of the day, they were able to keep the game close. They didn't do anything stupid, and then their talent won the day at the end. I think that that ultimately could be what happens here uh, it, with the idea that maybe the Cowboys are uh, playing an even better level of football they have in the last two weeks and, and maybe taking it a little bit – maybe taking the control of the game a little bit sooner. Yeah, why can't Cowboys just have more of those blowouts? These close games are not as much fun, right? They can't. <laughs> it's called the NFL. Well, you know, in the, in the oh, ni- yeah, 80s yeah. and 90s, right. we used to call it football. So I don't know. I don't know why people are complaining, but I don't know. These the close games are never fun. <laughs> All right, coming up on today's show, still, we're going to talk about the Raiders' offense and how the Cowboys can slow down Derek Carr and Marshawn Lynch. So let's, the first thing I want to talk about is David Irving did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. We kind of have a feeling he's probably not going to play, even though he has a chance, depending on how he practices on Friday. Um, let's talk a little bit about the differences between Irving and Collins, Malik Collins, at that three technique spot. Do you think the Cowboys are actually better off against the run when Collins is in the game rather than Irving? It's not that I think that. Um... It's it's not that I think that they are necessarily b- better against the run. I think they are probably as a tandem Irving at 3, Collins at the 1. I, I think they are as good against the run as Collins at the 3 and Ash at the 1. I think that's more what I was trying to get at in our con- we had a conversation before this all came on. And, and and that was kind of a discussion. And and what I was trying to say is not that I think Irving's Irving's not as good a run defender as Collins. It's more that I think that there isn't a drop off necessarily from it is specifically just in run def, run defending. Uh, if you when you compare those two combinations, because I think that you know what you end up getting the one thing you give up with Irving at the three technique is is obviously. Despite being very tall, his size, you know, he's, he's, sure. he's, he is that he, you know, he wins with leverage. He wins by getting low and using that coiled up explosion by exploding into people. Now, if he gets high, he can easily be pushed out of a play because you know he is tall and you know that that is a tough way to play at times. It can be used to your advantage if your technique is is great, and that's what happens with Irving a lot. But if it's not, I think it's it's easy. And and this is the thing that's always been an issue with Irving is that he can get blocked from the side really easily. Easily as well, um, I think it's because he's of his a long big torso. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, so um, I think in this game, where to me, when you look at what's going on with Oakland, they, you know, David uh, Derek Carr is just not 
playing the same way he did previously. He's he's got you know similar completion percentage. He's not putting the ball down the field as much. He just seems to be playing in a manner that's I I you know I c- compared it to how Dak was playing in that three game losing streak where it felt like he was a little bit shell shocked from what happened in Atlanta. You know where he got those, those all those sacks and then suddenly he kind of just felt like trigger happy and just he was seeing ghosts and whatever. I just don't know if coming back so quickly from the leg injury he suffered in the offseason uh, in the in the postseason last year and uh coming back from then hitting hurting his back you know really badly i think it was week four i just think that he has taken a lot more hits this season than he has in uh previous years and i just don't know that he's he's on rhythm with the rest of his passing offense and when you combine that with the fact that i think we're not going to see cooper this week um i just feel like the threat of this be, just be clear amari oh cooper. yeah sorry amari cooper um i just think that the threat from this offense comes from the run game because i think if you're looking at a team that's in free fall and that's what's kind of going on with oakland right now to me if i'm a head coach and you know maybe this is my bias towards the run game anyways to me i if i have the personnel especially that the you know the oakland has that 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 you know can lead on teams that offensive line has been known at different, different times to absolutely bust people up uh, you know they're one that last year they were probably considered even maybe more than the cowboys to be one of the toughest you know more powerful offensive blocking lines run blocking lines in football so if they kind of decide to you know reinvigorate their offense by kick, re-kickstarting their run game with Marshawn Lynch you know, that is something that I think is a very, to me, it's the most realistic threat to us, you know, as, as in this game. So having said all that, and I'm sorry that was long-winded, I think it was important. I think it's it's not the worst thing that you're going to get a guy like Richard Ash, some more snaps to kind of play the stump in the middle uh, and get it a, maybe a more stout body at the three technique uh, with Collins in order to allow for Sean Lee and Anthony Hitchens and uh, Jalen Smith to run free and make tackles. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about some of their matchups on the outside. So we know that Amari Cooper is not, well, we don't know for sure, but it, it sounds like he is not playing. Uh, Michael Crabtree is a, a little bit of older receiver. He wins with uh, route running and technique. Their other receiver on the outside is Cordero Patterson, who, I mean, we, we know about Patterson pretty well. That's a guy that has a ton of athletic ability, um, but he is not a precise route runner. And then they have Seth Roberts in the slot. What I am concerned about in this game is Jared Cook has actually played well in the last few games. Is this a game where you put Byron Jones on Jared Cook and just say, hey, take him away, and it'll help, it'll help with the rest of the game plan? I just think that, to me, that they play their game. I, I, okay. I, I think that, I mean, I think that you don't, necessarily have to focus you know i i think this is a very similar uh, offensive uh you know personnel kind of you know threat level as we got from from washington you know to be to be honest like i, I mean uh, or from new york really to be honest i think you had one wide receiver threat um who is very uh, kind of a, has a very specific uh, skill set and and you know they, the skill sets vary. I mean, obviously Crabtree is not Shepard. They're very different players, but I think that they you know they both it's one basically one offensive 
you know, cl- clear offensive outside the th- wide receiver threat. And then and a tight Shepard's end better to, at this point. Shepard's a better player than Crabtree yeah, at this point. Pro- probably so, yeah. And 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 then, you know, Ingram being a comparable, you know, player to Cook, I think maybe uh, obviously again, skill set are different, but I think when you're comparing what you're facing a pass catching tight end and a you know a single wide receiver with some you know dotted low level talent filling back filling the the wide receiver core i think that's kind of what you're looking at um and i think that at this point you know david carr is probably a better quarterback than eli manning but i also think that david carr and the offense is not operating you know that that much better than the than the, the Giants' right, offense. Right. You know is at this point. So, you know, like there's been turmoil in Oakland. They've been discussing about how the ball has not been pushed down the field. You know, there's you, you made the comment that Carr said something to the extent of, well, maybe I'll just throw the ball down the field more because that's what the coaches are asking me to do. You know, and when you look at the, who's who they're lining up, you know, Michael Crabtree isn't exactly beating any of our corners down the field. Uh, and I, it, I, and you know, Cook obviously has a history of beating some of our corners down the field, but I, I also don't know that he's going to sneak up on this uh, oh. defense the way he did. The, the not last this time. time. It can't be. No, Cook so, cannot knock the Cowboys out of the playoffs well, for the second straight year. Come on. I also now. don't. Uh, yeah, I also don't see Card making that play either. So, yeah. um, I, I think you know, I think that what the Cowboys need to do is play their game. Uh, and if they're going to focus on anything, focus on making this team one-dimensional, um, and then you know allowing the offense to help hopefully get up a couple scores, and then really allowing your pass rush to pin back. Because I think the the one area where you have a very serious heavy advantage in this game is and though you know we'll see if <laughs> if he's able to take advantage of it with the the rules being called the way they are. Uh, is Demarcus Lawrence versus uh, their right tackle, uh, whose name is escaping me for some reason? Who, um, who Hart? No, it's not Bobby Hart. No, I can't remember. Uh, it, Newsom. Uh, it's Marshall Newsom. Newsom. Sorry. Marshall Newsom, of course. Yes, uh, but, but you know who was one of the better Former right Giant. tackles in football. You know, yeah. It, well, I mean, at least was playing okay uh, at certain points last year. But um, I think just really has you know kind of reverted back to form. Maybe I don't know. He's he's just not playing well at all this year. Hey, can I uh, can I give you a prediction right now? Yeah, I, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you whatever odds you want. Demarcus Lawrence is going to draw a holding penalty this week. I'll bet you almost anything that he's going to. I, I think that, I mean just because <laughs> a who he's facing and b I you know, the NFL. Hey, well, real quick, just I'd like to just a little side tangent. Let, let me answer, answer me this, Marcus. Has the NFL fined him yet for that? No, those comments? nope. No, I think we'll know for that's, sure tomorrow. That's but really I, weird, I, I, I would right? have thought we've already heard. I, well, <laughs> unless unless the, you know they just don't want to draw too much attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It would be funny if I'll just say this: it would be funny if they didn't find him for it, and he got a holding call this weekend. <laughs> because to I'll me, bet it's going to happen. It's going to be great. That it's going to be awesome. If that happens. <laughs> It kind of feels like they're trying to make sure that 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 like what he said doesn't spread like wildfire, oh, right? Yeah, Doesn't it feel yeah. like they're trying to like yeah. smooth that over so it's not a thing anymore? 
I don't know. I, I don't. I think play it's like the, squ- the squeaky but... wheel. The, squ- the squeaky wheel gets the oil or whatever that I mean, phrase maybe is. That's, that's the theory, that's what it is, but right? If that's what it is, that's this. This league is bankrupt. <laughs> I, listen, I remember. I remember Laker, Laker great point. Phil Jackson used to do this all the time. After after a game, you just plant it in the the ref's mind a little bit. So the next next time you come out, they're thinking about it. And they don't want to be. They don't want to be the talk of Twitter for the whole next week. So. I will be shocked if Demarcus Lawrence does not draw a holding call this week. I will be. I'm just floored. saying. I'm just saying, folks. You heard it here first. If Demarcus Lawrence does <laughs> not get fined for what he said and he gets a holding call, everyone needs to be doing that chin scratching emoji in their in their minds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a little bit. Yeah, sweet, yeah, guys. It's true. He, All right. People usually get fined for that stuff. <laughs> All right, we've got just a couple minutes of the show. Since we're already dealing out our predictions, let's just go ahead and do it and finish up the show. Landon, who do you got winning this game? I've got. I think the Cowboys win. I mean, I just think that look, they're uh, the 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 Raiders are in it uh, technically, but I clearly not nearly as in it as the Cowboys. Uh, I think that it, where the Cowboys feel like they're kind of maybe pulling it all together. The, where the Raiders feel like it's sort of finally coming all apart, um, and you know, look, I I think that there's a there's a talent gap at, at this point now with the injuries that they've sustained, um, and I, I I just feel like if the Cowboys can find a way to continue to run the ball, because obviously I think the, I think the way this gonna this game will play out is that. Dallas is going to try to come out and run the ball. Oakland is going to focus on trying to stop the run. It may be tough sledding at first. I think that if Dallas can continue to uh, you know, maybe get a, a couple punts out of the Oakland offense the first few drives, if they can keep at it, I think that they will score, start you know, having success and score earlier than they have in the Giants and the Raiders uh, Redskins games because I think that you know just because of the matchups and the way the thing is, I think that Dallas gets control of this game uh, before halftime, uh, and 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 they have a ten point win. I would say twenty seven seventeen, and I think that you know we're talking about a hundred over a hundred yards rushing in a combination of Morrison, Rod Smith, and uh, yeah, maybe a turnover by the Dallas defense. I've struggled with this one all all week because you look at the matchups and you watch the film. And this game really shouldn't be close. This Raiders team is awful. They're just not good. Um, but just something, again, no no basis of why I'm thinking this at all, but just something tells me this is going to be the game that the Cowboys slip up and lose. And maybe it's because they're looking forward to this Raider game, or the sorry, the Seahawks game next week. Uh, who knows what it is. But I'm going to pick the Raiders in an upset in Oakland, I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game. I'll say 27-24. The Raiders win on the last-second drive. Cowboy Nation weeps as I pick <laughs> against the team again. <laughs> how can you? How can you pick Oakland to even score that many points? Like, I, don't I mean, know. especially just, especially the last few weeks. I mean, they haven't. They basically have like haven't scored thirty points since week seven. See, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little secret here. Ready? This is called okay. a win-win scenario. Uh, of course if I pick the Raiders and they win, I, I, can, this isn't even a secret I can brag anymore, about Marcus. it. it, it if the Cowboys think? win, we have a good podcast the next day. It's, it's, Who do you it's think that you're fooling with this? <laughs> no one. Oh, my gosh. Let's get this podcast over. Take it. All right. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. 
We will be back on Tuesday to review the game. Uh, Have a great weekend, guys, and we'll see you next time.